Hello David, good evening, it's a pleasure to speak with you. The Dorothy Heathcote Now Conference, how's that all come together? Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, it's 10 years since Dorothy's death and it seemed just the right moment to be doing something like this. And actually, it's, I gave it the title Dorothy Heathcote Now because um, to some people, I think Dorothy Heathcote seems like she's part of the past. Um, she's part of the history of drama in education. Um, but to me, she is absolutely now. She is, um, she should be and is informing modern practice. And I, I actually think, boy, do we need her now. We actually shouldn't see her as something to be researched in the past. We should be using her work now in the classroom. It should be informing our practice. And it's, it's a living legacy. I think that's the important thing that we want to stress. And so it's picking up, um, working with people who um, are leading drama practitioners in the field who knew Dorothy, who continue her work in their own way and in their own field, because obviously they are developing it in their own way. But also the other side of the conference is looking at materials in her archive because her archive is such an amazing resource and it's underused at the moment but some of the things that she actually used created for projects that she did i think we can actually learn best what she was about by looking at those materials looking at how she used them and finding ways to use them ourselves, to inform our own practice, whether it's similar strategies that she was using or, or actual materials that we can adapt and use for our own purposes. So it's part of a continuing um, plan of work, really, that we're doing where we've been doing Erasmus Plus projects with partners across Europe, looking at her ways of working developing those in different contexts and I run a Facebook group commission model of teaching and we also have the website www.mantlenetwork.com where her work is um, explored different aspects of it and we are continuing to hope to develop the archive as well and to digitalize that and to make those materials available for teachers and practitioners across the world at the touch of a button. So it's not just Dorothy Heathcote now. I mean, next year we'll probably do Dorothy Heathcote now too and, and continuing, you know, it's because I knew her, I worked with her and she continues to inform my practice. And it's a case of continuing to, not just to um, share her work as a model of working, but it's to me, what I feel is, I often say that Dorothy Heathcote if you take on board what she was saying and what she was doing, it's not just about drama practice. If you really take it on board, it changes education. Really, that's what she was about, changing the way young people are educated, the way schools work, and drama was the medium for that. Drama was the tool that we can use really to open up education in a completely different way. In relation to Dorothy's work, what do you consider to be some of the most frequently asked questions about Dorothy's practice or her legacy? I think one of the 
because uh, I first encountered Dorothy in the 1980s when I was a trainee teacher um, doing a PGCE. And at that time, the Dorothy's was Dorothy was the main influence on drama teaching at that time in this country and known throughout the world as well. Um, but there was a, a challenge came to her way of working, which came from a gentleman called David Hornbrook, who was at attacking the cult of Dorothy. And uh, he was he then offered his own model for what drama teachers should be doing in schools. And his model was very much about what we should be doing is teaching theatre, the history of theatre, theatre skills, because if you do that, then you've got a very clear and we can show to policymakers, to the government, you've got a very clear curriculum that you are teaching. This is the body of knowledge that you are teaching. And really what he was offering was a kind of theatre skills orientation um, for schools. And in some ways, you'd have to say that over the course of time, David Hornbrook won that battle because that is what we've kind of been left with in the drama teaching world is this emphasis on knowledge about theater, theater skills, theater exercises. And I can understand this as a way of working. In some ways it's, it's clearer for a teacher to say, ah, I'm gonna teach about medieval theater. I've got this scheme of work. I've got these exercises that I can go through. And for teachers nowadays, under pressure to, um, with so much to do, so much paperwork, so much teaching to do, you can understand the clarity of that. Dorothy was always about, to me, it's about the teacher as an artist. It's not simply the teacher delivering a curriculum. It's, to me, I, yeah, I encountered Dorothy's work in the 1980s, and I am still learning from her you know i'm doing this facebook group and posting things pretty much every day about her and her work i feel like she's <laughs> i'm being mentored by her from beyond the grave she's mentoring me still and i'm still learning because there is so if you look if you look at the mantlenetwork.com website you might as a beginning teacher, you might look at it and think, oh my God, it's too much. <laughs> it's overwhelming. How do I get my head around all this? And to be honest, uh, I'm still getting my head around a lot of it. Because, you know, she was a genius. And she was, if you're really looking at her work, you have to keep learning and expanding and growing as a teacher. And yeah, so that <laughs> takes work. And so it's not so easy as having a scheme of work that you can pull down and say, okay, I'm going to do this. It does demand maybe that you are prepared to continue to work at your skills, not just as a drama teacher, but as a teacher. And so that I think is, to me, it's, it's part of the aim is to actually create a kind of shift in the way that we are looking at drama in schools. Um, but that also is involved, any work like that, you're having to look at, okay, how are schools operating? And um, can we make changes there? Because there is very much, it's not just the drama teaching has changed, but education has changed and become so driven by um, 
clear teaching plans, teaching objectives, the kind of constraints that teachers are under all the time. And I think anybody interested in drama education has to also be looking at the system. And so something like, if we take the commission model of teaching, one of the things that Dorothy Hethcote was saying was that schools are very much these closed worlds. They are this artificial world where young people are shut away for so many years of their education and told what you're learning now will be good for you in X number of years time. And it's kind of like everything becomes then a sort of dummy run. We're doing it now, we're doing these tests or doing these exercises now for the teacher because teacher says it's going to be useful for us in all those years to come. Um, one of the things that Dorothy was about was breaking down those walls between the school and the world outside. So the commission model involves an organization in the community, charity, uh, business, whatever, commissioning young people to do something and not do it just because it's a nice thing for them to do. Do it because that organization sees a need and something that young people can do that's needed for them now. And that gives young people this immediate dynamic in terms of what they're doing. They are doing something for the real world. And that's what I mean about how Dorothy's work can change education if you take it on board. Are the lectures and the workshops at the conference aimed at introducing Dorothy's work and methodologies to people who've maybe never experienced them or never used them before? What's the particular focus of the conference? Well, we've got people like, we've got Cecily O'Neill, Luke Abbott, Tim Taylor, Brian Edmiston, Yona Tyler-Evans, doing workshops and very much practical workshops about different methods that they have themselves used, developed, taken from Dorothy. Um, Cecily O'Neill is known, for example, for her idea of what she calls the pretext, which means that the drama teacher might go in to a class with something that is the starting point for a drama. And it might be a teacher in role that just says something that provokes a situation that um, opens up the whole drama that might develop afterwards. And so she's doing a couple of sessions on the pretext. And so those sessions are very practice oriented. There are also sessions on, for example, um, Luke Abbott is doing a session on teacher in role and the different sort of nuances of teacher in role. And Tim Taylor, who's known for a book on the beginner's guide to Mount of the Expert, he's doing a workshop on um, sequencing planning in Mantle of the Expert. One of the things that I really want to do with this conference is to make people aware of the breadth of Dorothy's work and the different ways that it is used. Because I think that she was not just, she was, any of her working methods, such as Mantle of the Expert, Commission Model, Rolling Roll, um, there's a whole breadth there. And there's one of the things we want to do is pick out how strategies from one might inform the work of another method. 
And there's also working groups over the course of the live event, which is two days on the 9th and 10th of October. There will be working groups where we are looking at materials from the archive connected with particular projects that Dorothy did. So for example, one project that she did, Bronze Age People, which was one of the very first Mantle of the Experts projects that she did in the 1980s. And we have materials on that from the archive, sort of the practical materials that she produced at that time. And so it's looking, those groups will be, it's an, what, you might call it sort of interactive research conference because it's not about sitting back and hearing experts tell you or hearing papers being delivered. It's about actually everybody being involved in exploring, trying things out, learning things, creating materials that are going to go onto the website at the end of the day for other teachers to look at and explore as well. So it's very much an, an active and interactive conference. David, you mentioned that the conference, as well as the in-person, live workshops, conferences, that there's also a digital component as well. Um, could you tell me a little bit about that? Is that for people to be able to engage who may not be able to attend? Yeah, so we start on the 8th of October. We start with a one-day online workshop because we know that there are people around the world who would love to take part in this conference but um, either are concerned about travelling because of COVID or actually are being prevented from travelling because of COVID. I know somebody in China who told me he'd love to come, but his university won't let him go out of the city at the moment. So we, I thought we needed to have one day when it's online, when we will have um, some of the keynotes will be on that day. We have Cecily O'Neill, who is talking about her work with Dorothy over the years. We have Claire Armstrong-Mills talking about rolling roles. She worked closely with Dorothy on rolling roll as a method. We've got um, B. Varley and Eleni Kanira and Brian Edmiston and Yonatar Evans and um, people from around the world who will be talking about Dorothy's work and its influence on them. So that's the first day. And then on the Saturday, Sunday, the 9th and 10th, that's when we're in person, we're at Birmingham City University, and we are doing, and actually it's at Westbourne Road. This is a campus where I, I did my PGCE, and Dorothy came there and did a number of conferences there. She's got links there. I did a conference with her in the 90s. And so, yeah, it's great to be there. It's um, in Edgebaston, their campus there. So those will be the live events, because I feel like with this drama work, I know all of us who are in the drama world are fed up of doing stuff on Zoom or on Teams. And I think it's going to be so different, the fact that we will be there live and in person. What is the nature of the link up with Birmingham City University? Will there be students attending? Is there a student offer? Well, yes, there will be students from BCU. And um, we also have a group of students coming down from University of Aberdeen. 
So the it's going to be an interesting mix because you're going to have people there who have some of them who knew Dorothy or who's continued to be informed by Dorothy's work, but you're also going to be have some students who will be quite new to this way of working. And I think that's important that we are actually now communicating with and working with the new generation of teachers for the future and um, informing them and um, raising their awareness of Dorothy's work. David, I know that certainly from my experience as an applied student at BCU, Dorothy's work, I felt, got mixed up in a history of DIE along with other practitioners from the 80s and early TIE practitioners. And I don't quite think that you can, as a student or somebody who's new to Dorothy's work, quite comprehend the models until you see them applied in a classroom or a space with participants. Would you agree? Yeah, but it's also one of those things about... Um, I've done quite a lot of, of training of teachers in the classroom in using Dorothy's way of working, um, Mount of the Expert and so on. And I think it's one of those things. And with students as well, when I, I've taught students about this work, they've often been kind of thinking, I can't, I can't quite get my head around this. What's this about? Until they see it in practice or they do it themselves in the classroom. This is when I've worked with students. Um, I've always insisted we have to go into the classroom and do this. And it's when they actually take it into the classroom and do it themselves. Or they go to a school like Woodrow First School in Redditch, which does a lot of even most of its teaching through Mount of the Expert. And they see it working with young people and they see how motivated young people can be. And it's sort of interesting with the Erasmus Plus projects. We were, um, we did one on Mantle of the Expert that was in 2016 to 18. And we had partners in Germany, Turkey, the UK, and we had a teacher training college in Porto, in Portugal. And they came across to Birmingham. They did um, a week with us of, of um, training in Mantle of the Experts. And at that time, the the teachers were, they were a bit sort of, well, we're not sure that this will work with our students or in our school system, but we'll give it a go. And they took it back to their students who are trainee teachers. And those trainee teachers just loved it. They went for it. And now those those teachers, that team in Porto, in Portugal, are some leading advocates for Mantle of the Expert. They are doing modules for teachers, trained teachers and new student teachers in Mantle of the Expert. So I think it's when you see it in practice or you do it in practice yourself that you see the difference that it makes with young people. So how do people get involved if they would like to attend the conference? How do they go about that? They can go to the website www.mantlenetwork.com and they will find information there and they will find the links. You can also go to dorothyheathcotnow.eventbrite.co.uk and you can book there for the conference. And in regards to specific dates and times, is there any cost? Well, if they want to book for the online event, it's £25 and to book for the three days so that's the online event and the two days in Birmingham at Birmingham City University that's 140 pounds and that includes catering and so on
Dorothy always used to say when people were concerned about, because one of the things about um, using her work is that it's very much, it's for teachers, it's a change in their whole way of working in the classroom. And we're not just talking about drama teachers here. We're talking about primary school teachers or other teachers who might use Dorothy's approach in the classroom. It's, it's a switch. It's a switch in the way they work with young people or speak to young people. Because I think as teachers, practitioners as well, you develop a kind of way of working with young people. And this can seem like something strange because it's out of the comfort zone maybe of the way you operate in the classroom or usually do. And it can be a bit scary for that reason. There's also this central to Dorothy's work was the shift in power. The shift in power for the teacher um, giving power to the children in the sense that they stop being the one who knows the answers. That's a big shift. As I say, it changes the way you think about education because most of education is the teacher knows and the teacher's giving the information, the knowledge to the children. But you're now trying to say to them, it's now more of that kind of sense of being colleagues together. And we're exploring this together. Her model was always the crucible model. This is not sort of the, the transmission model of teaching is the idea of the child as an empty vessel where you're filling them up with water, with knowledge. The crucible model is let's stir this around together. Let's explore this together. The teacher is no longer the one who knows. The teacher is also the one who's finding out and learning. And But Dorothy always said, give it five minutes at the end of the day. Give it a go at the end of the day. And just then you can be saved by the bell. If it's not working, you'll be saved by the bell. So I think that's what um, I think that what people should come along and give it a go. <laughs> give it a go. See what, find out what it's like in practice and then go and give it a try themselves in the classroom just for five minutes at the end of the day. And then the next time do it for 10 minutes at the end of the day and see how it works. See how it works. Thank you, David. And lastly, what is it that you are most excited about in relation to the conference? Is it celebrating Dorothy's work, remembering her as a person? Obviously, you say you work very closely with Dorothy herself. What is it that excites you most about the Dorothy Heathcote Now conference? Well, celebrating the work and the life, yes, but it was so important to me that it was Dorothy Heathcote Now and not just let's remember how it was. And one of the things I'm excited about is this archive. Her archive is in Manchester Metropolitan University. And I went in there recently and I was able to just go in. There's, there's 88 boxes of materials plus more boxes of her books that were in her library. And these are boxes that you open one up and you look at it and you realize, actually, I could spend the next six months just looking at this one box. It really is this treasure trove of untapped resources. And it's really exciting to find these materials and to think how you could use these. And as I say, that to me is, a, is actually a way of getting to know her work. That's maybe the best way, rather than reading a book about it. As you said, you know, it's not something in a book, it's actually practice. And this work, she influenced not just teachers in schools, but theatre and education companies. She worked with 
businesses like Volkswagen. She worked with charities. She worked with NHS. She worked with um, lawyers. And so it can inform a whole range of people's work. And I think that's what I'm excited about. It's this business of, of getting your hand on the raw materials. It's like these fragments of things. And then you sort of work it into something that you make your own. And I think that's one of the things that Dorothy was actually about, was saying to people, take this work and make your own sense of it and make it your own. And that's what she was doing with teaching people all the time. Make it your own. Because if it's just come down to you, being passed down to you, then it's not your own anymore. Shift of power is also about ownership. You know, it's about you have to own it yourself. You have to own the knowledge yourself. Otherwise, it doesn't mean anything to you. It's something that it's you forget it 10 minutes later. So it's actually all about that. It's about taking ownership. And I think those materials in the archive help us to do that. Fantastic. So firstly, I'd just like to say a massive thank you to you, David, for your time this evening. And already I am completely sold the knowledge and all of the wonderful gems that you've shared with me this evening about Dorothy and her practice have been so inspiring. Um, and it's really a pleasure to be able to help promote the Dorothy Heathcote Now Conference taking place at Birmingham City University from the 8th yeah. to the 10th of October. Information can be found on eventbrite.co.uk. Thank you very much, David. And I can't wait until we speak again. Thank you. Great. Yeah. And you. Thank you, Tom. See you again. Bye-bye.